0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Agile Podcast. I'm Paul Goddard and this is the podcast where two Agile coaches meet in the pub for a pint and a chat about Agile. Now some of you may know we were running a competition during October of this year and we were looking for iTunes reviews. We had a few come in so Jeff and I sat down and pulled one out at random and we can reveal that at Jamie UKA is the winner. Well done Jamie. So Jamie... Either Jeff or I will be sending you an email soon with details of your prize. Well done. Now, onto this week's podcast, and it's a special one because Jeff and I were at the Global Scrum Gathering in Dublin. So, here we go.
1: Good evening
2: from Ireland. Good evening, Jeff. Good evening, Paul. <laughs> so
0: let's just explain where we are. We are at the, global the Well, let's, first of all, okay. we're at the global Scrum gathering in Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. Um, where are we, Jeff? We're at the
2: Guinness Storehouse. Guinness Storehouse in Dublin, Dublin City Centre. It is massive. See, it's quite big. And we've come downstairs because there is a a U2 tribute act upstairs. Which
3: I'm sure they can hear. I'm sure you can hear.
2: And they're very good. <laughs> and they're quite loud. And they're very loud. Yeah, so we're very, very loud. I'm going to hope that you can hear us. So, uh, yeah. And we've got Ashton Green. One of the best Agile coaches wow. I've ever met. The best Agile coach in Ireland. Um, and I haven't seen her for a while, so it's good to see her. And you can introduce her. And Emma Hopkinson-Spark. Who's a natural? Nice
0: what, what, what is your official job title?
3: It's changed, so okay. I'm, I'm currently delivery director. Delivery,
0: de- and where is that at? At
3: 101 Ways.
0: 101 Ways, in London.
3: Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: So we're all here for the gathering. Um, well, first thing We well, we have just, got a lot of choice really as to what we're drinking. Well, but none of us are drinking Guinness. <laughs> no, we
3: were. We were. Uh, honestly, we are,
0: but not
2: yeah. Guinness Guinness.
3: So it's I'm a drinking. Guinness I'm drop. drinking
2: Stella Artois cider. Not <laughs> Emma, <laughs> yeah. Emma
0: and I are both
3: Cidre. drinking. Cidre. Uh,
2: Cidre. 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 uh What's it called a rye. Uh, I- rye
3: yeah. pale ale. Yeah. yeah. Isn't
2: that made, made by Guinness. Made
3: here.
1: Yeah. It's so nice.
2: It's very it's nice. 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 It's much nicer than the actual Guinness. Nitro. But
1: is it?
2: Great You got mini. Why? Why nitro? Don't know. Just
3: the name. Okay. <laughs> so, Omg, you're actually drinking wine. Yeah, I'm drinking
1: wine.
2: White wine. She drinks wine by the pint. White pipe. wine for the lady. That's right. Yeah, wine for the lady as Wine. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so you're drinking Stella cider. Cedar. We got. Uh, we got a white wine. What kind of white wine? Don't know. Just just <laughs> um, <laughs> the free one. The free <laughs> white wine. This is. It is a rye. I don't think I've ever had a rye pale ale. Not knowingly. but it's very nice. It's quite
3: hoppy.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, do, for, for those of you that have been listening to a lot of our podcasts, not ever, uh, <laughs> you'll know that I'm a big fan of hoppy, hoppy ales. So it's the favourite aspect of my
1: surname.
2: Cheers! Cheers, everyone! Cheers! Slanty. Slanter. Slanter.
1: What she said. Yeah,
2: that's what she said. So yeah, we're at the global scrum <laughs> gathering. <laughs> so end of day one. Yeah. So this is uh, normally we don't give away the dates, do we? But it's Monday. We can't. We can't, we can't really get away with it now. No. Monday evening, so we've had an intro, we've had a keynote, we've had a couple of sessions and, and then a kind of panel, yeah. panel session you know, today. You yeah. today, yeah. What, what sessions did you go to Ashley? Um,
1: I went to the neuroscience okay. one
2: Kim, the morning.
1: Kim's, I really missed, I wanted to get it to that excellent. one, was it good? Really good fun, um, the reason it was really good fun is because it got everybody up and engaging. Yeah. Um, it was actually really interesting some of the stories people were telling as well, like um, the, the guys at our table was, were talking about. So I was there as an observer and I was watching two people, somebody try to coach somebody else.
0: Yeah, okay. And it
1: was really interesting for me just having that perspective to see what they were talking about and to see how they were interacting and engaging um, so yeah, it was really good. Uh, what was the message? <laughs> I feel like a am on celebrity juice now. Yeah. That's not the message, no. that's a metaphor. Yeah. That's the answer. Spoilers punched on Yeah, watch Slavery just as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, edit that out. So yeah, we'll do it again. <laughs> re-edit that. Do
0: it again. So what was the message?
1: <laughs> the message was around um, how we listen whenever we coach. Okay.
2: So that was the takeaway. <laughs> but what, was the, <laughs> but what was the message? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, so how you listen how, when you coach? So, how do you listen when you
1: coach? How do I personally listen? Well, when what, I coach? What, what,
2: what you said he was an interesting because it what, what Yeah, do?
1: well, the reason it was interesting for me because it was interesting seeing how the guy was doing more listening to see what he could say rather than actually really listening because okay. you can actually see him yeah. just formulating you could see the cogs turning I, I don't know this guy i, I don't know um, his name or anything but i could just see in his eyes that he yeah. was going how do i answer that question rather than actually listening to what the lady was saying and she, I think all she wanted was somebody to listen to her. She didn't actually want an answer. Yeah. She just wanted somebody to go, to just listen wholly to what she was saying. Because she kept looking at me and I was like, oh, I'm meant to be an observer here. So it's kind of awkward, but. Um,
2: was, he was he Was reloading? Was uh, so yeah. Stephen Covey says listening with an intent to reply, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah.
3: So have you observed that back in the workplace? Do you, do you, I mean oh, yeah. it's always different isn't it when you're abstracted out into like this kind of environment And do you think of that now
1: yeah, yeah it, it's actually interesting I'm building up a uh, internal coaching team at the minute so I'm trying to give feedback to coaches as they're coming up the, the pathway you know from just even learning facilitation skills they're learning how they actually do a bit of coaching and, and not always try to jump in and like these guys will tell you like i am terrible because i used to always try to jump in with an answer Um, and it's something that's working with probably jeff especially whenever i was working um with yourself you know i've always noticed that i jump in and want to answer people's problems and then I, i listen to what he does and it's just questions and i'm going okay stop stop thinking of the answer and try just to listen to the problem and play it back so for me it was it's something I try to do now, and like I will not say that I succeed at it every time because I am one of those people who want to solve the world's problems. But you're a human. Well. Yeah.
2: But isn't that, so, so one of the cool stories cool. I, I often tell is of Cardboard Terry. Yeah. And that's that's from your background, isn't it? You, you knew about Cardboard Terry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it's somebody What's just points off. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Somebody did points off. So, you might need to
2: explain it. that to our listeners because mm. we've never mentioned it on the podcast before.
1: Okay, so there is somebody to have the idea that you have that pair person to work with. Yeah. Somebody who you're pointing an idea of, so they're not an actual person, they are a cardboard cutout. Yeah. But it's somebody to have that uh, conversation with. Because sometimes it's just about focalizing it rather than getting an answer off somebody. Um, and that's what I often say to the guys that I'm working with at the minute I'm trying to teach them the balls teach them, try to encourage them to use the pause. Yeah. It sounded weird teaching them the pause, you can't really teach it. But it was like trying to encourage them to not try to jump on with the answers. And to let them know they don't have to have all the answers because I think that was the biggest learning I've had over the last 12 years, even though I'm too young to be helped working that long. (laughs) But yeah, over the last 12 years, my biggest.
2: You get younger every time I see
1: you. Yeah, thank you very much. I don't know, people tell me that all the time. Just as well this isn't a video cast. (laughs) You would see me saying though. But yeah, it's it's the pause. It's it's trying to listen and say, guys, reflect on what you're actually hearing before you try to jump and and just try to think, am I listening to what they're really saying or am I just going, I know the answer to that. i formulated that before I've actually even engaged with you.
2: Yeah, one of my favourite quotes is from Nancy Klein and she says, how do I know for certain that what I'm about to say is more important than what they're about to think. And I think that's a good mantra for, for agile coaches. So you, you might not have come across cobble Terry, but I think it's been branded as rubber ducking, rubber ducking now. Yeah. So you've come across that, Emma, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have a rubber duck?
3: Um, not recently, no. But yeah, mm-hmm. used it. yeah. I think um, it's different as well. If you're doing like that one-to-one coaching from if you're trying to, to coach in a group
1: mm-hmm.
3: it takes different techniques the, the session that you were at then
1: what they, was it mostly like the one to one the session today was um, the first bit was one to one actually the very first thing we did was a challenge and it was it was actually very good fun at uh, the Goonies
2: Everybody
1: oh, right. knows the Goonies. I've seen that film. Oh, well done. Yes, seen a i a seen it
0: don't run applause. See, Ashton also knows your, <laughs> uh, your history, your background of not having he seen He never them, like, sees any film. films. Jeff Jeff disappeared during the 1980s basically. He was, yeah. was abducted by aliens. Any film that came out in the 1980s, Jeff generally hasn't seen. It. Or 90s. Oh. Generally the 80s maybe.
1: Yeah, but the Goonies. But you have seen the Goonies? Yeah, I've seen
0: that.
1: Yeah. Shuffle shuffle. Yeah, so she was talking about the Goonies <laughs> and how the Goonies are a great team and how they come, rise up to a challenge. A um, lot of references to Chunk, everybody remember Chunk?
0: Shuffle Shuffle, yeah? Yeah, the,
1: yeah. yeah the is,
0: that a, is that a British thing? Is goodness,
1: it a British film? Goodness, no, yeah. it's an American, it's an American, yeah, American yeah. film, yeah, Corey, Sean
0: Astin, yeah.
1: Corey Hume, isn't it? Yeah. And so Freeman.
0: Feltman? And uh, Corey Feldman, Corey and well, Samuel Samuel Ganji. Samuel yeah. Ganji, yeah. yeah he's Josh, it. Brolin.
1: With the really? Josh
3: Brolin, Josh
0: Brolin's in it, Wow. yeah, Samwise. There
1: you go. Love that I've actually watched it recently. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: One so, <laughs> well, eye well, Willy. Yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> but okay.
3: So, so back to the session. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> back to the session. Yeah. What was so so uh, it good. was it was a neuroscience. Yeah. So so tell me the neuroscience. So I I voluntarily like, OMG! I need to keep myself busy on the train when I do so much. Coaching. Yeah. Uh, did a, um, a neurobiology course online. On online. On yeah, so I was watching like brain dissections on, online. Mm, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. So, so it didn't, didn't go into way to, ha- to have a seat to yourself. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, <laughs> no what's one it wants it to sit next to you. And so, what, so why was it neuroscience? So Tell me about the brain chemistry involved in those yeah. kinds of reactions and coaching sessions.
1: So it didn't go that deep under the, the second so It, it. Wasn't it deep was deep deep. just about reprogramming. <laughs> um, okay. and so how we reprogramming our brains, you know, and how we um, any change is about reprogramming how we're thinking about things. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily about, you know, generating or dissecting anybody's brain, thank yeah. God, because I could not have stomach that at half times. Creating it,
2: and reinforcing it, new neural pathways. Yes, yeah,
1: that's what it is. I, it was, that's the word I was we talk about neural pathways. Brain chemistry and, and, yeah. It didn't go that deep. And it was more just sort of fun and energetic. Um, so it didn't go into the, the actual Too brain. techy. Um, mm-hmm. or too deep in it. It was more just about some techniques that you could use and um, just about uh, how, we're, how we have different personality types or different communication styles um, and of course like bossy me gets involved and somebody went, have you done this game before? And I was like, no, I just like the one.
3: It's <laughs> really bad.
1: So, so, so was it a well attended session? Wasn't it, it was, yeah. yeah. Shoot, it, it, loads of people there, there was loads of energy. Apparently, the girl, one of the other girls I'm here with um, told me she could hear my voice next door. That's how That's loud no, I am. There's nothing <laughs> new about that. That's, That's how not- loud I am, I know. <laughs> so, it's pretty bad. So, that, that was a great session. I How many sessions were there
2: to choose from at a time? Five? Um, no, I don't know.
1: Five? No, is there be five tracks? Yeah, about five. Track no, were only
3: th- there were only three tracks.
1: Three tracks? <laughs> there were only three tracks. Okay. Oh yeah, but there was like open space and coaching planning.
3: But I think no. there was more than one per track. Each, At the time? Yeah, there's lots of different places that you can
2: to Okay. Are you yeah. a track chair or a reviewer? Scrum master for the reviewers. Scrum master for the reviewers? Yeah. In what? In which track?
3: Um, customers and collaboration.
2: Okay.
1: And so? So the neuroscience one was one of the ones that I really like. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was, it was really enjoyable. Um, I really liked the energy of the lady who was in it and her openness to share personal stories as well. Okay. It, it obviously makes you have empathy. and you know um, a connection you know because you were going yeah so the, it was really energetic first thing in the morning is to try to get people to dance first thing in the morning I'm
3: probably not at my best when you say first thing in the morning this was about 11
1: right yeah that's first thing in
2: the morning. you say that I, I see you dancing at one o'clock in the morning so that
1: yeah one o'clock in the morning I'm fine because somebody's given me a laugh that's literally first thing
3: so,
2: yeah okay so Emma what's, which sessions did you go to today?
3: I only managed to get to one yeah. which was the um, building agile contract
2: Okay, so we've solved that problem now. Uh, that, that will be very interesting to our listeners that we've solved the problem of agile contracts. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we'd What was it. the message? <laughs>
3: It was about building principle based contracting. Okay. So, um, forming working agreements rather than deliverables. Okay. And putting the emphasis on um, paid for discovery with clients. Okay. Forming an MVP that you can, an experiment that they will pay for. And then at which point you get to decide whether you're going to carry on or mm. not. And if rather than creating a contract that's based on backlog items and stories, mm forming a contract that's based on um, definition of done and, your, and how you're going to work together. Okay. And so it's much more partnership based. So,
2: so was this theoretical or was, there, was it based on empirical?
3: So it was based on his, um, on. so he included in a lot of the side deck and stuff that he was talking about. So we had a genuine case study, something that he, an actual project that okay. he'd been working with. yeah. And um, whilst he didn't show us the contract as such Course. that he'd put, yeah, but there were um, excerpts from so so. It was for, and it was really it was really interesting i do you sure. think it,
0: there's mileage in it you think it would, could actually mm. is it replica? definitely
3: definitely yeah I think um, I see an awful lot of clients and companies that are scared to kind of work that way yeah and I, and I have seen one particular client that was that was really focused on getting the definition of done into the contract okay and every time effectively every time the client added something new into the definition of done the price went up because mm-hmm. we are that is, the, that is your price point yeah so if you want us to do this, this, and this, then it's gonna cost this much. If you want us to do a dozen things to get yeah. it done, then it's gonna cost an awful lot more. And so in a lot of respects I think they were ahead of their time. It was probably ten years ago mm. that I was working with that particular. Mm. Um,
2: so how is what was in that session going to ease the fears <laughs> of those clients that are scared?
3: I think if they could hear it, it would ease those fears and if they okay. could if they could understand it it would. The problem is that the people that are in the room hearing it yeah. aren't the people that are having those conversations. So
2: we're kind of relying on those people being able to take that message back. Mm. Yes. Related. Undiluted. Yes. yes.
3: Yeah. And
2: with second hand empirical data.
3: Yes. My yeah. concern is how well that message is going to travel back. Yeah. It's, it was a really useful session. Some of the some of the um, the activities and the stuff that he was getting people to do didn't translate very well. It was a bit kind of, right, you've got three minutes to talk about this. Okay. In which case, everybody looks at each other and goes, uh, are we supposed to have read this? Oh, that's a room
2: what, of strangers as well, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And okay. it's difficult
3: to even get a conversation going. Mm. But actually, the content and what he was talking about was absolutely bang on. Yeah. I just don't know how well that message is going to translate back to the leadership that are going to be able to do yeah.
1: something about it. Was there much uh, legal speaking? It's just I actually had a with meet- a lawyer last week, yeah. And it is a lawyer, it's not a It was America. Get <laughs> uh, so I'm not just saying it randomly because um, he was trying to talk with me about setting up agile contracts and that a companies come on to him and look and yeah. they set up these agile contracts. Um, and like I was going through the principles and manifesto to, to help him understand the ethos behind it and why it was different and yeah. how it was different. Um, so one of the things that we were talking about was just about you know, how you actually set up particular uh, you know, language around it? Did, did it go as deep as talking about actual I would the say language you should be using in the contract? The,
3: the conversation and the, the actual presentation wasn't about the language. Okay. But what they were on the slides, which we'll get, obviously, were excerpts from actual contracts. So we we're, okay. we're, were talking, talking about the, the principle and the message and the why you do that, but what you saw on
1: screen was the language lawyer talk, lawyer talk yeah.
3: how that manifests in a contract, which was really interesting and really useful.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really good because for me it's easy to talk about the principles yeah. and mindset, but it's really hard to actually get down what the legal speak would it be. Yeah. How do you feel so, like that? Yeah. One of the one of the really interesting
3: things I think and and yeah, I think it's a difficult point for people. It's like when you enter into that contract, it's about how do you protect yourself. Yes. It's it's about protecting yourself from risk. You yeah. But um and what he was saying was that um that if you're if you if it's all about going for the lowest price available, what you're really doing is they're celebrating that the client's you know, kind of celebrating the fact that they've got something that's worth 100k and they're only going to have to spend 20k on it. Yeah. But then the, the the supplier that's pitching it in and is going to sell it for 20k is banking on change requests yeah. and, and that kind of yeah. the extra cost that will go on top of it mm-hmm. to make it financially viable. And that's just not that's not in anybody's interest. But well, so the kind of change request that he's talking about would be something like if you set in. If you set in the contract a principle around the availability of the client for an attendance into to sessions and workshops and, yeah. and how much they participate, if you set that into the contract, yeah. then a change request is the first time they don't send enough people or participate enough, then you have a change request raised from the, you, a, a breach into it. So terms they're looking the for
1: opportunities, they exploit it well rather yeah, than opportunities. You, you haven't
3: bother. sent enough people to these workshops, we can no longer deliver on this level. The change request will be. You know, you've changed the terms of the agreement, yeah. and so the change requests become more about the, the principles and the ways of working rather than rather is, than the scope.
2: That is historically the the tradition of contracts, though, isn't it? It's all about penalisation, yeah. punishment when you don't yeah. meet your
3: expectations. It, and it's how do you form a contract that's going to build trust rather than protect? Don't you your need own? the way round?
0: Don't you need the trust? And then, if you've got trust, is there less of a need for? much specification
3: I think as your relationship grows, then you can, but if you're at the start of the relationship, especially when you're gonna go into something that's that could well be just a tender for something, it's really hard you've got no trust, you've got no relationship. Mm. A trust comes from from a from a personal relationship. Yeah. Really. So, yeah. yeah. And you can't do I that right from that. the outset. So so by forming a contract that's based on your relationship and your principles and how you're gonna to work together, then it gives you a basis for that trust. So yeah, it was a really interesting session. I think it was difficult for a lot of people to follow it, and there was definitely some disagreement was in the room.
2: What? About what?
3: So, um, one chap particularly um, pointed out that, um, so his comment, his observation was, it sounds like, excuse me mister, it sounds like what you're trying to do is affect behavioural change through a contract. Thinking that he was challenging Martin Luther, yeah. and, and his answer was well, yes I am, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So it, in the speaker's yeah. mind, there was no argument. That's exactly what I'm trying to do, but it didn't. It didn't seem to, to register that that was okay. Yeah. You know, it was a, the conversation was, of course, that's what I'm trying to do. How, how else am I going to do it? I don't know these people. We need to build a yeah. relationship, and our
1: communication tool, and our framework for how we form our relationship is the contract. That's yeah. exactly. Do you think there was an expectation going into that session that people had a certain level of understanding? You know, as you said, maybe the guy it didn't was, get it. But. So when we selected
3: it, when we were looking at the reviews, it's definitely at that level three. So it, it was yeah. an advanced session. And looking at the, I guess the reactions and the conversations that were going in the room, I'm not sure everybody in the session was really at that level. So it was definitely a more advanced session. This is not. How to run a stand-up.
2: But the average gathering attendee thinks they're more than average. Yes. Yeah. It's a bold statement,
1: yeah?
2: Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. The average
1: who, driver who thinks
2: they're above average.
1: But I don't. But I don't think. Yeah, but I don't I know think that's above average. I don't think that's unique <laughs> <was Jason>. to <laughs> yeah.
3: gatherings. No. I... Everybody. Who's
2: average? As I said, the average driver thinks
3: they're above average. Not everyone can. Not what? above average. What? Oh. I be no average. Uh, but
1: I would say, like, okay, I've been doing agile. Since what, two thousand and five? See for me, right? I look at level three and go, hmm, am I at a level three? I don't know Probably <laughs> we would need to check. I Can I understand it? Yeah, but Maybe that's, that's just called imposter syndrome, doesn't No. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I have got a, a really simplistic quiz on my website. It's supposed to be like a self-analysis thing, right? It's not for anybody else than themselves. Um You mark yourself out of 10 for various things, the idea of this is where I am right now and then I can work on The number of people who mark themselves 10 out of 10 on everything, think, do you really think you're 10 out of 10? Do you really think you're perfect? That's no room for improvement. No room for improvement whatsoever. I worry about the people who think they're 10 out of 10.
3: I do um, archery coaching. like, might sound completely random, it's not. I think it's relevant to lots of the move. We'll bear
2: with.
0: Bear yeah.
3: with. So I do archery coaching in um, stuff, And one of the exercises I do with my archers, and it applies to a pretty business as well, is um, a wheel where each segment, think of it like a true pursuit or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, segments, of um, scores right within, so like an archery target, yeah. the drawing, of them um, how you would mark yourself? At ten, at five, whatever it might be. And around that wheel, you mark, you give yourself all the skills that you think you need to be awesome at whatever it is you might be doing—archery, or scrum mastering, or product ownership, whatever it might be. So, what are the skills that you think you need to be fantastic? And then you give yourself two two scores. Where you think you need to be to be fantastic, because you don't have to be ten out of ten in every no, of those skill sets no, to be true. really good at the job. Yeah. Um, and then where you think you are at the minute, and then what we focus on coaching-wise and particularly is how you then get from where you think you are at the minute to where you, think you need to be, and breaking it down into those skill sets. It would be really interesting to try that with some of the Scrum masters in
0: Oh yeah. I think, right, I think it's, it's, in some respects these gatherings are a captive audience, and the, the people that. Attend that session. Are the people that either think they already know the answer? Well, well maybe that would affect. Maybe it's people that do actually want the solution. They want to know it absolutely. I want to know what the contract is that I need.
3: And there were people, that, people that were them. asking for. Can you give me? A, can you send me the a, an example of a contract? And the answer is no, actually, because it's commercially sensitive and it's Really? Yeah. Yeah. But we can show you the exits and give you the ideas of how you form it. But there were plenty of people that were.
1: Can you just give me a contract? Yeah. I think probably one thing we did miss from this morning mm-hmm. even was Tobias Mayer's keynote this morning.
2: Okay, what did you think of that?
1: I really liked it. Did you? Uh, I really enjoyed it, and the reason I really enjoyed it is because it's talking about your own values, you know, and what's important to you. And the bit I liked best was think about what you're going to bring or what you're going how you're going to approach this gallery. And for me, it was um, be open to new ideas because sometimes I'll go. Yeah, I don't agree with that. And sometimes I'm closed, and, and I won't take it on board because I'll Somebody might put me off something the way they try if they try to sell it too hard, or if they, you know, sell it in a certain way or, or another way. And I thought I'm going to try to listen first and then make like a judgment <laughs> because sometimes I can get um, put off an idea very quickly if I think somebody's trying to. Make money off the top of it if it's uh, if it's something they're doing for a commercial reason. I'll just go, yeah. I'm not here to be sold. Like I'm here to learn. You know, it's uh, like you pay to come here, so (laughs) it's something you want to get value out of rather than somebody telling you to save. So the the thing for Tobias' session, I was really interested to see how such a big room could could organize so quickly you know, in all the different areas, because I'm sure that was very brave to try that. Yeah. Like, it's only ever tried it with 12 people before. It's a type
0: of thing does that to us, not it? Well, it's just something quite radical.
1: It did seem to set
3: the conference up a bit. The, the message of it, the point of it seems to be, how are you going to approach the conference? What's your attitude going? Yeah. So in that respect, I think it was a really good introduction to the next few yeah. days but stood up for an hour and a half? How did you feel about that? I,
1: I, <laughs> I don't, you weren't stood for an hour and a half, was it? Was. it was less than. I certainly wasn't.
3: I was, I was yeah. back. <laughs> back. <laughs> well, no,
1: but the, the, first, the opening thing lasted stayed. quite long, and then yeah. the opening thing lasted quite a bit, but then the it sheet. was only around four to five minutes you were standing. So was, a lot of it was in um, pairs and in like groups. groups. So who were you with? Um, random, different, random strangers. Yeah, random strangers, strangers yeah. 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 So, that for me was interesting. You know, I met lots of people, talked to lots of people. And did you encounter people with different ideas, or you find that everybody's kind of thinking the same way? Lots of different ideas, yeah. Lots of different ideas.
0: So, did, on a, on a different subject, did, did you go to the final panel discussion?
1: I didn't. I was did you looking go to for the bear. Final, you? I didn't, but I have spoken to people who did. Right, so. I have spoken to people
3: who did as well. I
0: want. I wasn't there.
3: Interesting and that none of us were
0: there. No, so but I heard things happened that were, that were quite uncomfortable. Is that is that a fair statement?
1: Uh, I, look, to be honest, I wasn't Euler, But yes, um, I've heard so exactly the same. So why you go? I was, like, looking for bears. <laughs> <A> bear. <laughs> that is the honest answer. <laughs> if you're looking for agile bears. Okay, that's, I was, like, that's looking for agile bears, yeah.
0: So, but there's, from what I know, there was a panel, so the first time I think they have done this was at the end of the day, the final set, session was, again, a 90-minute slot. Oh, it's got a name. It's got a, a, crack, a
3: keynote crack. The keynote crack.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, the, all the keynote speakers from that day were on, well, no, Not the, just
3: that day. It's the
0: keynote speakers for the whole conference. Yeah, yeah. We're on a sofa, we're on, a, on chairs, on the stage, and a facilitator was directing questions from the from the audience. I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and all I heard was that a, a couple of people had come up to me and said that there was some kind of discomfort mm-hmm. or awkwardness yeah. about the questions or the So I hear the, that
3: answers. I hear that one of the questions wouldn't that they wouldn't answer.
0: No,
1: question. Well, okay. Well, the thing I I was told was that there was a question, and it was around a scrum master. Okay. And um, one of the panelists replied back that the scrum master needed to go out and do some real work.
0: Okay. Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. Which is really unfortunate for me because I brought a brand new scrum master. Okay. Down here um so somebody i'm trying to get engaged and okay. encouraged and excited about the role and, one, yeah. and, and that is that is who's told me that this was what was said and that, i was like i'm very disappointed and if, yeah. if that's their takeaway yeah and it, but, the, but and apparently lisa atkins was amazing at turn around
0: but said. so lisa from what i've heard we can say this actually happened so it's not we can use the names yeah. um do you know who said that? Who, who said, I actually don't know. Do you know, know who said that? No, they, they, didn't
1: they didn't that know that who said it. The, the final... Yeah, um, they don't know who said it because they're only be new day in the area. So there was a really response really that research. was
0: suggesting that a scrum master should go out and do it, get, well. get a proper job and do... Do, do real work. Do, work do because, real work. Uh, Lisa Radkins' response was, hang on a minute, I disagree with that. Yeah. Um, and she challenged it and did that, and then created some kind of atmosphere yeah. on stage. But
1: apparently, the, from, the, from the two guys here... With me today, who are brand new to this whole area, are just coming into it, and this is that like, she came across really, really well and changed the. She made it much was, better. Rather, she, this is there was an atmosphere for the war. She interjected. Yeah, I was yeah. And there. She for made that it I mean,
2: Lisa, yeah, yeah, Lisa is um, a, a, a genius. She not just that, just generally, but she. I love the way that she stood up. Uh, their values in a very non-confrontational way by actually saying we should have confrontation. Who's good? Can you sir, tell us what, what she did? What so, she um, I, can't, I can't quote her but I, 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 I can have in my mind most of what she said I'm going to do a disservice but she basically said no if, if the Scrum Master is thinking they need to go away and do some coding because that's real work then they are colluding with bad scrum, something, something along those lines. Okay, right. And whoever it was who said that said, basically said, okay, I think we have to agree to disagree. And she said, no, 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 no. I think we should just disagree, disagree with this, because this is important. Uh, but in a moment, So she wanted to take it further? Yeah. She wanted to make it clear that I'm, I, I want
1: to take a point that we are yeah. disagreeing.
2: Yeah, and so she said, no, this is this is one of, this is a big, big risk. Yeah. To agile, right? And it's and it needs you, you guys need to have a proper debate about this. Don't just say one person's person, got one person. Who one person, needs to have know. a debate? With the speakers or is no, it no, with no. the audience? I mean the, the community, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. You know, so I think there are a lot of people out there that think you know, Scrum masters should be part oh, of yes, it's the debate. Big head. debate. But it's it's kind of saying, well, okay, well, you have your view you and you have your. She said you know, there's a lot of. It's just nice, just too nice. Yeah. There's not a proper. But, there was, some, there was
0: some there
2: was some that that awkwardness came out in some people left that session, right? From yeah, why, from I, what? yeah, a lot of people left out. I don't know why, I but I, I left that session. My
3: my concern about having a panel session at all and and it's has always been, I've never seen it really engage an audience. Actually
2: yeah, quite scripted.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I hear uh like, I, again I I hear them saying the second hand of Yeah. But like from the guys I've done. This is that Tobias came across great because he says also, um, I don't want to sit up here like an expert, like I have all the answers to everything, yeah. um, and that you guys are all sitting down there, and just asking me questions, and I know all these answers, and I think that's the right way to approach
2: it. I got the impression that you didn't want to be there. No, I, got, I didn't.
1: I, I wasn't that at all.
2: I, it's from you nowhere, Tobias. Want to your yeah. Yes, the, the, while I was in there. What question? I don't know. I don't know what the hmm. question was. But there was a point where Tobias oh, the, said... yes,
1: I heard The, the skill and scrum question. And he went, yes. The guy says, how do I scale scrum in my organisation? And Tobias just went, yes. But the, but the reason why is because that's a huge answer. You're not yeah. going to answer that in a room.
2: But, I, but there, was an, there was another point where he said, he actually got, when the exercise that he was talking about in the keynote, he, he got out his card or someone's card and said, you know, I'm not, my, my thing for this gathering is to not answer questions, so I'm not the right person to be commenting on this. So he, he basically played, literally, almost literally played the I'm not going to answer that question card. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Um, to not answer a question, but, but I do I imagine that
0: the idea of a panel would, you wouldn't enjoy anyway, right? I don't know, but he
2: didn't seem to be enjoying it, uh, from my perspective, I don't know. I, I think just, it's an unfortunate
1: just, way to end the first day.
3: Yeah. It a really Are cat- they doing it again audiences? tomorrow? No, I don't think so. No. I think it's the and it's the only it was the only option at the time. Yeah. yeah, but I, yeah I felt a bit weird. Uh, it was really. So, cat- you've been, <laughs> so you've been very
2: positive about the gallery so far. So what would if you if you had the opportunity to, to shape the next gathering, what would your advice be?
1: Um, shorter sessions. Yeah. Shorter. Shorter. Yeah. yeah. The reason why is because I think only having an option of two sessions in a day wasn't like.
2: That's fun. Yeah.
1: It's great. It's, it's not bad. a lot of choice. No, because there was there's a lot of things on at the same time that I would love to have seen, and I know you have the replay. I mean, are you going to take advantage of the replay room then? But there's still other things I want to see yeah. at the same time, so yeah. it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't work for me personally yeah. because there's other things I want to see. If I had, like to be honest, a lot of the sessions could have, you know, they could have been shorter, um, and would have got the same messages across. Right.
2: A you 19-minute know, session is quite a big gamble as well. If you've only got two sessions yeah. and you, you just make She's a bad pick, for them, yeah, that that's
1: quite you feel a big... that's half a day gone. Well, yeah, yeah. To like, okay, uh, like we we've all split up the go different sessions yeah. so we can do coverage to bring it back to our team and share it, and you know,
3: so. Half hour into a session, it's not what you thought it was going to be. There were you were in two minds about which ones you're going to go to anyway. Are you going to walk out in the middle of switch. a session? And go you to switch. somewhere else.
1: You see, I personally win because I feel sorry for the person <laughs> of speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is, if you it's go to it's session bad. half
2: an hour in? If you go from that session to another half an hour in. Yeah. you've the content
1: uh, exactly that's what I'm saying so you either and stay there and make
2: the most 90 minutes or is a big gap, a big
0: gap. But
1: I, I would prefer to be shorter sessions and to get more out of it because I do think they could have covered yeah. because even none of the sessions ran the full time no right. so generally happens so more sessions lens, but more focused yeah. more sessions but focused on the key messages and, and that was the kind of feedback I got from the other people that I've been speaking to too you know that they felt that the hour and a half was just trying to get the a
0: lot of them finished early, I know it's a lot of people came out and this a lot early. If okay. only
1: we knew people that
3: we could influence to, for the next one in
1: London. Uh, if well, only that. The well, you're more more, more, well, we can give really honest feedback, so... Yeah, maybe
0: maybe we can find some of those people. Did any of you, did you know anybody who went to the airport <laughs>
1: today? I did, and I haven't caught up with
0: them how it know. went, but yeah. Um, I got something. the imp- I spoke to Alan, Alan Smith, oh, yeah, and I got the impression that he was quite disappointed how the open space
1: was going to be. was not well attended. Not
0: well attended, oh, I actually so think the shorter
1: sessions would have... Yeah. Because when you're in for an hour and a half,
2: you
0: you're
1: can't not, really
0: yeah. get up
2: and leave out, yeah. halfway through. I popped in twice and there was no one in open space either time. Wow. Nobody, the room was empty, yeah. empty was it?
1: Wow. I, I do think it is a bit down in the length of time.
2: Yeah. Cool. So, otherwise, day one... We're going to be hanging around. Well, yeah, it's going to be a bumper pub- there, podcast. We'll do just, to final, like, just, just to sort of wrap this up, is there one session tomorrow that you're looking forward to, Emma? I
3: haven't even looked. Okay. How is that? Okay, well, fine. <laughs> uh, that's
2: fine. That's one session
1: that you're looking forward to tomorrow. I've
0: got i I've got one, Jeff. Oh. Darian Rashid tomorrow is doing one on, on problem solving, creating problem solving. Okay. Yeah, I have that one too. we're big fans of. I've, I've, yeah. been, to, I've been to Darian sessions before. Even, But I think, because he did one in London... Um, 2011. Yeah. And even if it's the same, I'd still probably enjoy it. Yeah, now. it's good. It's very good. It's good. Yeah. So okay. I'd yeah that one. I've
1: got that one in my facilitating creativity. Yeah, for, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. my choice for tomorrow morning. Impact driven product management.
0: Okay. Who's that? With Sarah Loren and Ingrid Doming- Doming- Dominguez. Okay.
2: That's, that's something that you curated.
3: May, you're just maybe going, you're
2: just going to all your own
0: I'm, I'm
3: just, the, <laughs> I don't think the title does it justice. Okay. It sounds as though it's from reading the submission. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be interesting.
2: So it's going to be, more be than. something different. Oh, okay, cool. Brilliant. well. Thank you, ladies, for joining
1: us. That's good. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.